0: You need indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in a time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30 footer to win it at the horn!
1: And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find me on Twitter at Dalton underscore Trig. You can find the pod account at Step Back Mavs. And today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger allows you to shape your signature beard look. And you can do just that right now by going to manscaped.com and using code MAVSTEPBACK for 20% off and free shipping. I have my own personal beard hedger, and I love it. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting links, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. To make things even better, the Beard Hedger is waterproof. So you can shave in the shower to avoid all that hair in the sink. So guys, if you want to try out this convenient beard grooming experience, again, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code MAVSTEPBACK at manscaped.com right now. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code MAVSTEPBACK. Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. All right, now that we got that out of the way, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I I really do enjoy my my Beard Hedger, by the way. Uh, So... If you have a beard, uh, or if you you know, even if you just stay clean shaven all the time, and you want you want uh, a different option, that is a really good option. I really do enjoy uh, uh, my beard hedger. So, uh, but anyway, so I was wrong the other day <laughs> when when I made some uh, uh, some statements about some of these series that were up. Uh, the guy there were some of these teams that were up three one, and I was like kind of ranking from top to bottom, you know, teams that were most likely or least likely to extend the series to a six game. Uh, I thought the Milwaukee Bucks were going to be, you know, one of those teams that that ended up taking it to at least seven games. I mean, I just. I understand that the Miami Heat have given Giannis and the Bucks fits, you know, over the years. But, man, I just – I did not foresee the eight-seeded Heat knocking out the top seed in the playoffs, the Bucks that had the best season in, or the best record in the regular season in five games. You know, maybe a seven-game series, but five games – that's insane. And when I was watching that, and I know I know it's not quite on the same level because in, in 2007, the Mavs were, were 67 and 15, but you know, I was watching that series between the Bucks and Heat and what Jimmy Butler was doing on a nightly basis, and I was just thinking, this, this is like giving me Baron Davis 2007 vibes. <laughs> this guy. this guy's unbelievable um so i i don't know congrats to to miami they you know they have really uh shown some grit they started at seventh in the standings when the regular season ended they lost that first play-in game to the hawks and then it was a winner go home situation in the second play-in game uh they won that one to get in as the eighth seed and now they have knocked off the top seed in the playoffs. And which you know, which gives our guy Jalen Brunson with the Knicks uh home court in the second round. Sets up a a Heat Knicks second round series, which should be really intriguing, really fun. Uh and you know, I mentioned it on, on the last pod too, the way things are shaping up, you know, it, it, it it's very real to see the Knicks in the Eastern Conference finals. And then from there, who knows what can happen? But man, this is uh this is just a a shot in the groin for the Mavs. They every time you turn around, <laughs> there's something that's reminding people of just how bad this season was. So uh, the the long summer uh, toward the the lottery and the draft and all that just continues to march on while we have to watch all these all these other teams compete in the playoffs. But uh, the Milwaukee Bucks—they got up on out of here in five games. Uh, I'm not gonna do it today, but if you follow me on Twitter, you saw me hint at it last night. Uh, I'm gonna dust off my Giannis pipe dream stuff. Uh, you know, I, I did that for a couple years there when we thought the Mavs—or well, it was—it was the league's worst kept secret that the Mavs were gonna pursue Giannis in 2021 free agency and we all know that it never even got to that point because Giannis signed his Supermax extension and then proceeded to win a championship uh, right after that (laughs) so that never happened but you know he has alluded to the fact that he might not finish his career in Milwaukee and uh, that was such a disappointing year for him based on how it ended and you know they've had a couple of every every finish since they won that championship in 2021 has been disappointing and you have to wonder if uh if some big changes are coming for milwaukee now look i don't know i don't think that they're gonna trade Giannis unless Giannis just comes out and requests one but you know i do think they're i think uh Coach Bud is probably going to get fired. Uh, they're probably going to, you know, have some roster shakeups. Uh, but look, if Giannis did request a trade, the Mavs don't currently have the ammo to get him. But if they do get lucky in the lottery, they have a 3% chance of getting the the number one pick. They have a 14, almost 14% chance of jumping into the top four if they get that first pick and Giannis ends up, you know, requesting a trade and we all know he likes Jason Kidd, he, you know, he credits Jason Kidd a lot for his development. Uh, I mean, who is to say that the Mavs couldn't package the number one pick in the draft and an unprotected 2027 pick and, you know, some other pieces to kind of give Milwaukee what it needs Uh, to completely rebuild because you know yeah they're they're having they'd have to trade Giannis in in that particular situation but you're getting Victor Wimbanyama a future pick that could potentially be very good uh, for them depending on what goes on with Luka uh, in the future and I don't know I'm just I understand this is this is borderline delusional pipe dreaming here but uh, that's what happens when the number one seed loses to an eight seed, and you know you see Giannis visibly frustrated in his post-game pressure. So uh, that's where my mind is currently at. Um, other NBA action that went on uh, on Wednesday night, uh, we had the Los Angeles Lakers playing the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. In a game five, the Grizzlies were down 3-1. They came out and they blew out the Lakers 116-99. That game was really close in the third quarter. And then the wheels just fell off for for Los Angeles, and they they just couldn't get it done. Uh, So now there is a game six back in Los Angeles. We'll see if the Lakers and LeBron can close out the Grizzlies. If not, there will be a game seven back in Memphis uh, which should be super exciting if it happens. Uh, the Warriors and the Kings, the Warriors came out on top 123-116. to 116. They now take a 3-2 to lead over the Kings uh, after the Kings had a 2-0 lead to start the series. Uh, that game, let's see, it was game four where the Kings had a chance to hit the game-winning shot and Harrison Barnes missed at the buzzer. That's brutal. That's brutal because, you know, you were looking at a 3-1 lead versus being tied at 2-2. Now the Warriors, who have not been good on the road, still went on the road, and they have uh, home court advantage for the closeout game six. So things are not looking good for the Kings. De'Aaron Fox is banged up. You know, it's, uh, it's not looking good for them right now. They've had an incredible season. Uh, the light the beam stuff has been really fun uh they're young energetic top offense in the league uh mike brown has done an excellent job coaching those guys and he won coach of the year because of it uh, but you know i just i just think it's it's the end of the road for him so far so um uh, you know anything can happen we've learned that by what happened in that miami series but um uh, it just kind of seems like they're 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 ahead of their skis a little bit. Uh, the Kings are so uh, the Knicks and the Cavaliers. The the Knicks uh, gentlemen sweep the Cavaliers four games to one. Jalen Brunson was awesome as always, uh, but not just Jalen. I mean, Jalen Brunson has been great. He is he has done a great job orchestrating that that Knicks team. But you know they've had a lot of. Help from other areas, too. Mitchell Robinson. So, okay, so look, going into that series, I mean, I know there were questions about how, you know, the Cavaliers would be able to function with mostly guards and centers. You know, they're not really, they're not really...
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: What's the word I'm looking for? They're not stacked with wing depth. You know, they don't have a bunch of really high-quality wings, 3 and D wings, stuff like that. So people were wondering, like, okay, well, the guards and centers set up, it worked good in the regular season. How will it translate to the playoffs? And sure enough, they did struggle in that department. But uh, from a front-court perspective, especially when Julius Randle's availability was in question – Everybody thought that the Cavaliers were going to have the front court advantage with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and that just didn't happen because Mitchell Robinson dominated that series. Mitchell Robinson was the best big man on the floor in that entire series. He had a double double in that game five uh, series clinching win uh, with just offensive rebounds. He had 11 offensive rebounds. (laughs) With every one, you could just hear the Cleveland crowd just groaning with pain. You know, just like they couldn't believe it was happening. But uh, that's pretty crazy, especially considering, uh, you know, how close the Knicks were to trading for Donovan Mitchell uh, to add alongside Jalen Brunson in the offseason. And then the Cavaliers made the trade for him. They end up meeting in the first round. And then the Knicks uh, bounce Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs in five. So that was a fun series, uh, at least from a Knicks per- perspective. Watching them play, RJ Barrett, he has stepped up big for them. You can tell he's playing with an all-time high confidence. Uh, it's a good young group of players that you know that's fun to watch, and they play defense. It's uh, it's fun stuff. I mean, you can you can look at this, and then you can look at you know what the the Mavs roster has going for it right now. Uh, and you can kind of, uh, you can say, no, you, no, we don't have to like it, but you can kind of see where Brunson made the best decision for himself. So it is what it is. Knicks move on, and again, they play the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, I was also wrong about the Hawks. I thought the Celtics would for sure uh, close out the Hawks in game Five and win series four one but Trey Young hit a ice cold dagger three with about a second left uh being down one he hit it from like halfway between the the top of the three point line and the the midcourt logo in Boston uh after being down one he hit a huge three over Jalen Brown to give the Hawks a 119 117 win. Uh, and now there will be a game six in Atlanta. Uh, which is funny because they had a a Janet Jackson concert scheduled in Atlanta for that same day. So I guess they just, <laughs> I guess they had no faith in the Hawks making it this far. Uh, but sure enough, they, they have a game six now and that concert had to be rescheduled. So uh, the Nuggets. They, uh, they made short work of the Timberwolves got them out of here in five games they won uh, game five on Tuesday 112 to 109 and then the Phoenix Suns also uh, closed out their series against the Clippers 136 to 130 Um and then it came out after, you know, initially Kawhi Leonard was labeled as having a knee sprain. It came out after the series ended that he actually has a torn meniscus, uh, which is a little bit better than, you know, I was hearing rumblings that he had maybe torn his ACL again. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm glad that's not the case. I mean, torn meniscus is still not good, but, you know, it's not quite as bad as... Uh, as a as a torn ACL, uh, but very disappointing for the Clippers, uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant were amazing in that series, and I mean, they should have been, they're expected to be when you're playing a, a Clippers team without their top two players in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, so the Suns did what they were supposed to do, they now move on and face the Top seed in the West, Denver Nuggets and Nicole Jokic in the second round. And this is gonna be a legacy series for Jokic. Uh, you know, if, if Jokic if Jokic wants to uh you know, have more respect league wide than what he does currently, uh he needs and he does have a lot of respect, but there's just some people there's you know, that don't think he should have won back-to-back MVPs and don't think he should really be in consideration for, you know, this year, third year in a row because, you know, he never gets the job done in the postseason even though MVP is a regular season award. But, you know, it, this is going to be a, a legacy game, a legacy series for Jokic. And Jamal Murray's back and healthy. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is, you know, playing some of his best basketball he's played so far in his career. Uh, Aaron Gordon is key for them he is a really good defensive player and he can give you a little something on offense as well I mean they just they're really well balanced on that Denver roster and I think that their overall depth is going to be too much for Phoenix to handle so unless they just completely choke I I do expect uh, the Nuggets to outlast the Suns especially considering how many minutes Kevin Durant had to play per game in that in that first round series against the shorthanded Clippers because uh, you know, he was playing 40 plus every night. So uh, that's going to be a fun one to keep an eye on. Uh, so let's see. Thursday night, there's only one game, and it is that Celtics Hawks game. Uh, game six. We'll see if uh, the Hawks can force a game seven. DeJounte Murray was suspended for that game five. He'll be back for game six. Uh, So we'll see. I mean, we we haven't had a game seven yet. Maybe this will be the first one forced uh, of the playoffs. And then uh, Friday, looking ahead, since I won't be able to do one of these pods tomorrow, uh, but Friday night, uh, the Kings and Warriors game six in San Francisco will be happening. We'll see if the Kings can force a game seven or if the Warriors close things out. Uh, and then you also have the Grizzlies-Lakers game six in L.A. So uh, we got a chance to have a, a handful of game sevens, depending on how things go. But uh, right now we're looking at, let's see, second round series. Hold on just a second. I got to get to my standings. Very professional stuff here. I, I should have had this this tab pulled up. <laughs> Uh, so right now, we're looking at, as far as second round series go, like if everything stays, you know, trending the way it is right now, uh, we're gonna have Knicks and heat. That's that's a foregone conclusion. that's already happened. We're gonna have uh, the Philadelphia 76ers and either the Celtics or the Hawks. Probably going to be the Celtics which would be uh, a crazy uh, high talented second round series between the Celtics and Sixers Uh, and then in the West we're going to have the Nuggets versus the Suns and then we're going to have uh, either the Warriors and the Kings versus either the Lakers and the Grizzlies so still some possibilities there Uh, either way the matchups are going to be great I mean I personally would love to see LeBron going up against the Warriors again but this time in the West uh, given all those battles he had with them uh in the uh in the past and all those finals from from like 20 what was it 2015 through 2018 four straight years so uh that would be fun to see it would also be fun to see the Warriors and the Grizzlies and, you know, it, it would be fun to see the Kings versus either one one of those teams. But uh, we'll see how it goes. The playoffs have not disappointed. It has been every bit as exciting as it should be. I just wish the Mavs were a part of it. Uh, but, guys, I appreciate y'all coming in and listening to this uh, Mavs step back playoff update. And, again, I, I'm going to get more into Mavs offseason stuff. You know, as things start trickling in, we'll have a lot more that we can talk about and realistically formulate. You know, off season ideas once we get past that uh, May sixteenth lottery and we know where the maps are at in the standings. So uh, that'll give us a little bit more order about it, and we will have a lot of different scenarios. But right now, like I mentioned earlier, my uh, my top. Scenario: My delusional, irrational, pipe dreamy scenario right now is focused in on Giannis, and that's uh, you know that's because of what we witnessed on uh, Wednesday night with the with the Bucks getting eliminated by them by the Miami Heat. So something we'll keep an eye on. Nothing will probably come of it, but if the Mavs get lucky in the lottery, we'll see. You never know. Guys, appreciate it. Please be sure to go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That automatically enters you for a chance to win future giveaways that we do here at Map Step Back. Uh, and it also really helps us out as far as, you know, our ratings and stuff go. So, guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday and a great weekend. I'm going to be out uh, again. I'm, I've got a, a wedding. I've got best man duties this weekend. Uh, and I will be back first thing Monday morning to recap some more playoff action for you. We'll see you next time, guys. Have a good one.
0: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.